Howdy Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon Addicts! I am Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edge Hill. And today we're taking one last trip back to high school. Or we are until next year. I know we keep saying it's the last one, but uh, it's the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So grab your Calteen. Calteen? Calteen? How does she say it? Calteen. Calteen bars. Do you even go here? Because today we're bringing you... Mean Girls. Mean Girls. I'm so excited. Ethan, it's a one. Okay, it's a one. Yeah. Now... Ethan, this movie was released on April 30th, 2004. That was 5,258 days ago. And I think some of the listeners of this show weren't alive for the release. Oh, of I'm almost Girls. certain they weren't. That's mind-blowing. So this movie, like I said, 5,258 days ago. Literal aglet budget of $17 million. Uh, $129. Okay. hold on. What? Hold on. <laughs> Last week, you described anything under $15 million as shoestring. I thought we said 25 no, I don't think so. No, because originally I was like 15. I was like, that's still not that much. And then I said 50. That's a good amount of money. 25 or less. Well, I would not call this an aglet budget. This can I'm be a seven. full shoestring. This is a, okay. Okay. I'll give this a, a bootstring. That's a boot longer strap. than a shoestring. Yeah. Bootstrap budget. What? I don't know. I'm just thinking about boots. This movie was not like made on Kickstarter. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was like, it was a proper Hollywood film. $17 million made less than I would have thought. Probably three times over. $129 million worldwide. Uh, 83% critic score. 66% Rotten Tomatoes audience score, which matches its Metacritic score. Does that seem low to you? Yeah. I Like everybody in the whole world loves this movie. I was under the impression that this was a universally loved thing. I guess I was not. Also under the impression that everyone and their mother had seen this movie. I think they have. Have they? I think it did a lot better like after theaters than it did. I believe that. One I do remember. Movies. I remember it came out and it was in theaters and a lot of people saw it, but it wasn't like like it didn't have the impact. Like it was not as big in theaters. Of course, I was twelve when it was in theaters, but it was not as big in theater. I was eleven in theaters as it was when I was in college. Like I remember when October third landed on a Wednesday when I was in college, the world flipped. Yeah, people down. freaked out, which is coincidentally why we're doing this movie this week because october 3rd because october 3rd is a wednesday that was yesterday dear listener it's tomorrow for us but yesterday for you i mean i can put this out i can put this out on wednesday Ooh, that's a that's a bold strategy cotton i mean it is possible it is we have the technology it's currently tuesday while we're recording this yeah dear listener i don't know if you're hearing this on Wednesday, then we released it on Wednesday a day early because we've been doing this every year for a whole year now. Or no, every Every week, week for a whole year For a now. whole year on Thursdays. But who knows? Maybe we'll mix it up for the last one. Maybe not, though. I don't know. You'll find out. We'll talk. Maybe we'll release it at 11.50 on Wednesday instead of midnight on Thursday. <laughs> I could do that. I could definitely do that. Uh, do you have a positive review for this movie for me? Yeah. The positive reviews are not as unbelievably positive as I would have thought. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I tried to find one that was lending to the big deal that this movie is. Uh, okay. But here I've got Nick Rogers at the film Yap. I don't know if that's a dot com. He gives it a 3.5 out of 4. He says, Lindsay Lohan is more likely to die before 30 than to land another lead role as suited to her likely squandered talent. Tina Fey's script is an observant equal opportunity offender about how high school remains a jungle of hormones and haughtiness was that are, you, are we sure that was positive yeah he liked it i don't he said it's perfect for her <laughs> yeah but then he he said it's like a something offender equal opportunity offender about how high school right but offend, a offender makes me think it's bad i don't know he gave it 3.5 out of 4 he seems pretty happy with it i did not know tina fey wrote this you didn't know tina fey wrote this not off the top of my head do you know there's no benches in chicago no that's not true 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. I read it mistakenly not too long ago. Envy Lane, top critic from the New Yorker, says, I would be more amused at the topic of rich material girls had not been born to a thread elsewhere. So I guess he's saying that it's a little bit tired. How long after the, how long, when did Clueless come out? The 90s. You sure? Yes. 95, Alicia Silverstone. Okay, that was 10 years. I so saw I call that Clueless when I was a child, and I thought I... that Alicia Silverstone was the most attractive woman that had ever lived. Okay, so this was 10 years after Clueless and three years before Gossip Girl, so I'm not really sure what he's talking about. Also, Gossip Girl was on from 2007 to 2012. I was pretty sure it ended in 2003. It didn't. Obviously, it ended in 2012. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what it, he's comparing it to. I guess a lot of those, those 80s comedies were about teenagers of privilege. I mean, maybe but that was 30 years before that or 20 years before that 30 years before now i don't know even the yes movies you can won. count to the 80s i'm proud of you i know very good i'm really good at math the limit does not exist i will say young me watching this movie did not realize how simple the 12th grade calculus was <laughs> with the exception of like limits which i never had to oh i did have to study in pre-calc yeah there was not a single thing they talked about in that class that i wasn't like yeah i know everything they're saying <laughs> And I never took calc. Me either. So I was surprised by that. So we got to do some toothpaste and orange juice. Ooh, I didn't even think about this this week. I've got it. Okay. Ready? Ready? All right. So this is the segment we do on the show. It's called toothpaste and orange juice. Basically what it is, is we talk about something that puts a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, and we try to have some fun with it. So if you've never listened to the show before, it's a good time. And this section used to be called injustice in America. Now it is toothpaste and orange juice. Uh, Ethan, we're going to count down from three. Ethan will make a joke about how we can't count down. And then on go, instead of saying go, we'll say the thing and it'll be fun. We're going to laugh. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Three. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Three, two, one, go. No, it's do we go on, on one? go. No, we go on go. <laughs> there, we don't actually say go. <laughs> if it were a race, people would run when we say the thing. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Fantasy football. Dishes. Fantasy football, Ethan. Why is fantasy football is upsetting me this week as well? Okay. Let Why me tell you what. I was this freaking close. How close to is a that, perfect Ethan? week? Like a centimeter four between and four. your finger and thumb. Like very close. So what happened is what had happened was okay. Well, what had happened? Every single year. I draft Andrew Luck. You know why? Because he had a really good year for me back in like 2013. He didn't play all of last year. You know that. Okay, right? yeah, and I still freaking drafted him. You know what? <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about that. You want to fight? I'll fight you right now. Anyway, look. Okay, Andrew Luck hasn't done jack in like three years. I drafted him as my backup, right? Mm -hmm. My backup. Behind Drew Brees in, in one of the leagues I'm in. Behind Drew Brees. Drew Brees, 200 yards from being the greatest quarterback ever in all of history. You think so? I mean, I know that, that fact, but do you think that that makes him the greatest quarterback in history? As far as yards goes, yeah. He's about to be the passing yards leader of all time, and he's not going to retire after this year, so he's setting a bar pretty high. He's very good. He's very good. Anyway, Drew Brees puts up eight points. Eight. Eight, that's it? Eight <laughs> points this week. Eight in a, in a game which his team won. Now, for those of you who are like, I don't know a dang thing about fantasy football, Ethan. Tell me how it works. Well, essentially, every time the quarterback does something good, when he throws the ball and somebody catches it, you get points. When he scores a touchdown, you get points. None of those things happened for Drew Brees this week. <laughs> None of them. I mean, he passed for like 200 yards, though. That's uh, something. 
Okay, and nobody found the end zone. In a game which, again, which is team one. He's an excellent quarterback. Saints games, usually pretty high scoring. I sat down and st with you in your living room and was like, yeah, I'm going to play Drew Brees. That Saints, Saints games are usually high scoring, especially that Saints-Giants game. Yeah, that's a game that historically has scored right. like over 100 Last points. Last year they played and like it, the, the, the Giants, I think, won like 57 to 55. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Okay, well, yes, that didn't happen this week, okay? It did not happen at all. Drew Brees, eight points. I want to reiterate to you how small of a number eight is. He's projected around, you know, 19 to 27 every week. He got eight. Normally, is that normally I wouldn't care because nine times out of ten, it's like, oh, well, my quarterback scored eight points, but my backup quarterback scored, you know, 14. So, like, yeah, I, I made a bad choice, but, like, I probably would have made the choice again. No, Andrew Luck sitting on my bench got 43. Three points. That happened to me every week this this year so far with Jimmy G and Andy Dalton. 43. 43 is insane. That's a lot. That's so many points. That's a lot of points. <laughs> would you have won? Oh, yeah. I would have. I would have crushed. Did you win anyway? No, I lost by like seven. Oh man, that sucks. It was close because I had, I had all of my other players went off, man. Had great, I scored like 140 points total. Drew Brees got me eight of them. And I would have had like 180. You can't win them all. Either. No, I got so close to get, I'm in four leagues. You know how rare a perfect week is in four leagues? I've only won like one game per my three <laughs> leagues a week. I'm doing pretty good in all of my league. Well, maybe not that league. I'm, 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 Two and two in that league. I was playing uh, your brother's wife. Uh, Beth? Yeah. You don't mess with Beth on the fantasy football field. Apparently not. Let me not. tell you one thing about my sister-in-law, Beth. Beth is the single greatest fantasy football player of all time. Her record might not reflect it, but let me, 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 let me pull up some stats for you real quick, Ethan. Let me, oh God, you were playing Beth. No wonder you lost. Okay. Yeah, her team's me... really good, but my team played really good except for Drew Breeze. <laughs> oh man i don't know if you know this ethan let me where is what's her name luke's mom luke's mom there it is that's easy enough she sent a message to the whole league and she was like we should all have pictures of ourselves so that it's really easy to identify and i was like i'm not changing mine from the chudley cannon logo yeah mine is crazy. mine is gregory goyle because my name is goyle line stand yeah so yeah that's crazy okay luke's mom has scored second most points on this so yeah. so slither into victory which is Matthew Vinson, I think auto-drafted, put up 615. Nobody else is close to that. But then Beth put up 568, and then nobody's close to that. Ethan, what's your team name here? Uh, Goyle Line, Line Stand. Yeah, 542. So really, Beth's beating you. But yeah. she's not. Because you're two and two. Well, you're both. She's one and three. Luke keeps getting paired up against the best person in the league that week. Yeah. Anyway. Me, um, I have not won many. I have not scored many. Do you remember a couple a good... years ago in in the fraternity league where you tried to call collusion on me? Because not only did I score the most points by like over 600, but like I had the least points scored on me by like over 600 at the end of the yeah, league. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And I lost because of a garbage time dropped Aaron Rodgers touchdown. Literally, I lost the whole league. It came down to one point. It was against me i thought alshon jeffrey scored a touchdown no 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 for the bears i was against kyle oh yeah i was against kyle rhodes we were actually at chapter retreat like when it happened or whatever chapter retreat good times yeah and i and i aaron Rodgers dropped or richard Rodgers dropped a touchdown in the end zone garbage time like packers were up like 30 and just didn't he just didn't catch it and that was the end of the game that was the end of the whole season sucks to be you yeah. sucks to your asmar ethan i want to tell you about washing dishes tell me about washing dishes i've noticed it's i'm not gonna lie to you i've noticed it's something you're not very good at what do you mean in all the years that we've lived together oh washing dishes is tyler's chore at the carlin house as are most other things emily will come on here and she'll tell you that she cleans the house and she organizes this 
that and the other. These are all Tyler jobs. And I know this because Emily has a day job and Tyler does not. So every job is Tyler's job. <laughs> all of anyway, them. Anyway, anyway, I'm 85% sure I'm allergic to dish soap. I've tried okay. different things. It's not bad enough that I'm like getting hives or anything. Right. But anytime I wash dishes, my wrists sort of burn and sort of itch really, really badly. And I... That's not good. Hey, not... I mean, like, again, I don't get hives. It's not like I'm getting a fever or anything. It's not the end of the world. But I also hate the feeling of my hands being dirty and or wet. So when I'm washing ditches, dishes, I will, like, subconsciously reach for paper towels and dry my hands off in the middle of doing so. <laughs> and then continue to wash dishes. That's great. It's awful. I also live in a house that was built in 1920. So my dishwasher is only 18 inches wide compared to the, like, regular, like, 25 inches. Yeah. So I can only put so many dishes in there, which is like, I've gotten used to it at this point, but I also don't trust it at all. So basically every going, everything going in there is as clean as it's going to get. Like if I didn't have it, that's as much as I would clean it. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So like, yeah, I don't trust the trap in it whatsoever, which is weird. It's brand new. But anyway, my hands always get awful and there's always dishes to do. And then I never want to put them away. It's like folding laundry. It's like laundry is not just putting it in the, in the washing machine. You got to put it in the washing machine and then move it to the dryer. And then as soon as it's done in the dryer, you have to pull it out and fold it and then as soon as it's folded it has to go into the closet but not only do you have to fold things you also have to hang things and i just don't have enough hangers ethan and i don't have enough space in my cabinets for my dishes <laughs> i have a lot of dishes and a lot of clothes and i don't know what to do with all this stuff and you know what it's just i'm a materialistic person and i have a problem just collecting things <laughs> mostly lots of things also living with a woman there's a lot of different types of clothes i don't know if you knew this i thought it was like shirts pants that's it nope but there's like how do you hang a skirt how do you hang a skirt i have no idea i'm guessing with a, pant, a skirt? with a pants hanger how do you do you like fold it over and no you, you, got, was, you get a pants hanger i'll tell you one thing i learned that a lot of shirts for ladies have those ribbons that you're supposed to hang them on my yeah. wife looks at me she's like you're not supposed to use those. You're supposed to cut those out. What? And let me, yeah. Let, what? That's what they're for. That's what I said. But then they're irritating when you're wearing the shirt. I mean, true, but. Oh, that would drive me up the wall if there was just two ribbons in my shirt that were there for no reason. But there's so many things and I just can't keep up, Ethan. I can't keep up. That. That is my that's your, toothpaste. That's your toothpaste. And orange juice. That's what, that's what. There's so many steps involved. I like tasks that you can do start to finish without stopping. And you, it's not the case with washing dishes or laundry. No. It's not. Laundry is a lot of her. It's like a lot, a lot like catering. A lot of hurry up and wait. It is. It's like, all right, and it's loaded. Okay. Yep. And then you start it and then you wait. Also, also, I don't know if this is normal, but every dryer I've ever had has taken much longer to dry clothes than a washer takes to wash them. Here's that is, okay. that's something wrong with your dryers. Okay. But that's been the case everywhere. That was the case when we lived in Rappahannock. That was the case when we lived in Port. That was not that was the, the case, case when we lived in Port. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Because it would take like 20 minutes to wash clothes or whatever, maybe 40, and it would take a minimum hour hour to dry them you might be right i might be thinking about this backwards i think i am yeah you're right you're right, you're right. yeah unless you go to like so, a laundromat and it dries your clothes in like five minutes yeah i'd be all about that i've actually considered even though i have a washer and dryer in my home going to the laundromat no the solution is buy one of those dryers <laughs> Ethan, back to the tie doesn't have a day job problem you're about to solve that <laughs> what's that oh so, I know. you'll solve but that soon i don't currently but anyway so then like when you're i know i've, I've dwelled on this but what, like then the drying process like you can't now you got wet clothes. Here's my Maytag. Maytag, are you listening? The Maytag man. The man who comes into my home and washes my clothes. You can just lie to me. Just keep spin cycling my clean clothes 
in the washer <laughs> for as long as it takes to dry clothes. And I will believe it wholeheartedly. But the problem is like, then, Holy then your clothes are dry, but not like properly dried. They're just musty. Just, I mean, you can spritz some water in there throughout. I'm not, listen, I'm not a Maytag engineer, Ethan. And I don't think you are either, unless you, is there a badge you need to show me? Do you have a badge? Are you a cop? Do you have to tell me if you're a cop? No. Interesting. Interesting. I've got this Lego figure here that says you're a cop. I have a wand. Mm. Oh, have the Lego figures made it to the desk? They ha- Well, they're not on the desk, but they've made it to my house. They've made it to the, to the, to the area that we do the things. Yes. So that when we have a studio. Studio. We can put them up we there. We can put them there. What you fell over for? Anyway. Harry Potter. Mean girls. Harry Potter pop on my desk. He's currently standing up. He has been like that for days now. That's crazy. I have I never think... been more proud of him. Yeah, I don't. I would not have the same luck were there a pop on my desk. No, my other pops are fine. Well, Finn has a base. My other pops are fine, and BB-8 is a base. Uh, Cork does not have a base, but he's got he got thick feet. You know, I've got a bunch of pops on my bookshelf. Well, I've got four. But if you want to send me pops, ladies and gentlemen, you totally can. Yeah, I'll open be tight. them and definitely not stab them. P.O. Box thirty twenty five, Roanoke, Virginia two four zero one five. Anyway, I've got pops. Don't on send me a BB-8 here. pop because I a already have one, and there are three BB-8s on my desk. Ethan loves BB-8 more than you love. Apparently so. Pizza. Although Ethan Ethan Hart BB-8 more than the rest of the world loves pizza. I want you to know that's the truth all ethan thinks about day in day out is bb8 send ethan bb8 everything so here's how it really happened is i was in target and they were like we've got a sale on the giant bb8 lego and i was like i need it end of story and i, <laughs> I have it. to have it i bought it and i regretted no part of it yeah have you had fun building it yeah i had fun building it, it took me six whole hours six hours that's a that's a well-made lego it's a lot of pieces he's really solid yeah Could yeah you drop him uh, his head will probably pop off not gonna lie to you, but other than that, yeah. Yeah, I got BB-8, and then on the BB-8, there is a little BB-8 in front of him, like a minifig. And then I have a BB-8 pop. Because Katie was at work when she worked at Target and was just like, it was so cute, I had to buy it. And it is cute. All right, let's talk about Mean Girls. Mean Girls. This is the best teen movie. I take back everything I said about the other teen movies with the exception of Dead Poet Society. This is the teen movie I identify with more than other teen movies. But it does criminal offense to Mean Girls and most other teen movies that I would love to bring up. And I think Mean Girls tries to rectify it in the end. But I think it's important to note, Ethan, do you know what I'm upset about? Probably not because I've never talked about it before. Nope, I have no idea. Here's my problem with Mean Girls. Perks of being a wallflower. Uh, to all the boys I've loved before. Uh all of these freaking teen movies is that we are introduced to characters who have been going to high school for 40 years like they exist and talk about the culture in the beginning and end of the year like they have done it millions of times what do you mean like like the spring fling thing it was like obviously regina is going to win spring fling because she's regina george and she always wins spring fling i know they don't say that last part explicitly but it's sort of implied that like every year there is a court that we are we vote upon as a class and every year despite the fact that literally everyone hates her we vote for regina george and it yeah, just it's called like homecoming yeah but at homecoming we voted for people we like and it was always a surprising thing i remember in our high school which i've also learned was just the greatest school of all time yeah that i have definitely where, learned where everyone the, was we nice. went to this amazing high school where like people were mean to the mean people right and that was pretty much it and you made dumb decisions and you had your own drama with your friends but like i would never expect like the football players to come up to me and just be rude for no reason right or like physically harm me yeah or the popular girls for that matter they didn't talk to me but they weren't like you're a disgusting person yeah i like even i went to college and and ran into one of the popular girls from our high school and she like apologized to me for being terrible in high school that sounds about right yeah but they weren't terrible. I mean, some of them were 
were fairly hard to get along with type people. I mean, they definitely had a very exclusive clique and they definitely knew they were the popular girls, but they, I don't think that they were like writing a burn book about us or about the other girls. They were the plastic. I know, I remember very vividly, the, the, the our class, I feel like the cliques were, they left each other alone more. It was like they existed, but it wasn't like important for you to mingle with them. Like you just accepted like, this is my group of friends and that's their group of friends. But I very vividly remember the class below us had a dynamic where it was like, you need to know and be a part of everyone's business. Yeah, that was absolutely a thing. Yeah. I very vividly remember that because I remember when we were and it started as early as middle school because I remember we did a in middle school there was like some assembly that was only for the class below us when we were in seventh grade like the seventh graders and eighth graders didn't have to do it when they were in sixth grade and I remember asking a teacher I was like why are they doing this assembly where they're all together and we never did anything like that and I remember my teacher being like they have a different dynamic like it would work so much better for this group than it would have for your group and that just goes back to what we talked about I don't remember which episode we talked about there is a generational gap that ends at our age. Yeah, there's like something different about the kids younger than us. Yeah, and I mean technically, like, I think Gen Z starts with 1995 kids. Okay, so that would be the year after the year after the us. The year after the year after us, but like, I, I, there's definitely a difference, and it was a lot stronger with the year after the year after us. I don't remember those people. I remember them from like Marching Man and stuff, and I was like, I don't know what you kids are talking about ever. Oh man, I do remember, I remember, uh, and this is how do I relate this to Mean Girls? But I remember when I was a freshman thinking the juniors were amazing. And then when I was a junior, not feeling like the freshmen thought of me the same way I thought of the juniors when I was their age. I know I've had this conversation before. Well, yeah. And I also don't think that the juniors thought about you the same way as we thought about the juniors when we were juniors. Yes. Like I maintain that it is a, it is a reciprocal relationship. Yes. Like I just want to go back to it. It wasn't just we thought the juniors and seniors were really cool and they hated us. No, it they thought like, we were really cool. Yeah, they thought we were really cool. And we all got along. And then when the kids yeah. younger than us started to come in, it was just like, I don't care about you people. You are you. Because we were on like a totally different wavelength. Yeah, it was just not even comparable. Yeah. So anyway, mean girls. So you're saying what, you don't get it, along with your wife because she's a year younger than you. No, I actually almost exclusively, I truly exclusively since sophomore year of high school have only been in long-term relationships with women a year younger than me. Crater robber. Yeah. Me, the devil. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they weren't like 20 years younger than me. Uh, ow, ow. Ethan, what did you learn from Mean Girls watching it this time? It holds up a lot better than I ever think it's going to. Like, oh, you I'm, never thought it was going to? I'm wait, yeah. Well, no, not even that. It's like I'm wa- every time I watch it, I'm waiting for it to not be funny. I did notice, yeah, it definitely felt like this was the first time for me that I watched it and I was like, this is from a different generation it is like it is fairly ageless though like a lot of what they talk about when janice is going through listing off you know all the different cliques that exist at the school i'm like this is just different sects of people on twitter in 2018 oh it totally everyone belongs to one of those groups yeah i mean she didn't include like tom holland stands and you know all that i mean the language may have changed a little bit right (laughs) sorry sexually active band geeks i guess i guess fits that description yeah they became tom holland stands Uh, Now, I've somehow gotten involved in this thing where, like, there's, like, 50 different, not 50, maybe not 50, but a bunch of different Fallout Boy stan accounts. Not, like, stan pages, but, like, people that are huge Fallout Boy stans follow me. Mm -hmm. And I I follow a couple of them back because they're funny, and they just all retweet each other constantly. And it's, like, so every now and then, my timeline will just be eaten by, like, oh, my God, I love Pete Wentz more than anybody alive. Holy sh**. He's the most beautiful person that's ever existed. And it's just like everything on my Twitter timeline. I'm like, how did this happen? Because, Ethan, you are a Fall Out Boy stan. I am not a Fall Out Boy stan. No, I... Fall Out Boy stands, and this is what I've learned about Fall Out Boy stands. Fall Out Boy stands 
love the new album. They do? Yes. I thought everyone hated the no, new album. No, Fall Out Boy I also learned this love about, the new album. I also learned this about Panic Fan. They also love the new album. I don't have much of an interaction with, with like real, real Brendan Urie stands. Oh, that's what I see on my Twitter timeline. If there's a musician that makes it through my timeline, it's Brendan Urie. But there's one dude I, I don't even know why I follow him back. I don't even know if I follow him back or his stuff just always gets retweeted. But he was like, he just flew to America from England to go to like seven shows on the Fall Out Boy tour. That's insane. And I'm like, I wouldn't go like I, I like Fall Out Boy well enough. I would not leave the state of Virginia to see Fall Out Boy. I mean, I would because it's the places that they're going to play are going to be in North Carolina. But I'd go to like Virginia Beach. Yeah, but it'll be closer if you just go to Charlotte. Like that's true by like two and a half hours. Yeah, but I don't know anybody in Charlotte. I know a lot of people in Virginia Beach. You do? I mean, I know enough that I could crash somewhere <laughs> in Virginia night. Beach. No, well. Y- at Portsmouth, that counts, right? Whatever, close enough. Anyway, the Hampton Roads <laughs> yeah, no, so general these, area. These Fall Out Boy stands, they love the new album. And there's this whole big thing on like not gatekeeping about it, and like you don't have to you you be nice to the people that only started listening with Save Rock and Roll. And that makes me not a Fall Out Boy stand because I'm like you're not a real fan if you didn't listen right. before Save Rock and Roll. You weren't alive for Fall Out Boy. Right. It's like I got I saw them a couple years ago and they started playing something off one of the old albums, and the girl next to me was just like, I've never heard this song, and it was like, thanks for the memory. Oh, God. <laughs> but she knew every word to the songs off, like, American Beauty, American Psycho, and I was like, I hate you. I really hate you, you person. You're the worst. Anyway. That's that was how I felt when we saw Panic. I didn't feel like that. That was a great show. I thoroughly enjoyed that evening. I enjoyed the evening. I felt very old. You, you also, keep saying that. I did. Why? Because there was, there was, our generation was not represented. There was teenagers and parents and us. No, there were people our age. Because Weezer was playing. No, people our age don't like Weezer. People yeah, like do. you like Weezer. Like like the music stands. I know a lot of people like, like Weezer. Weezer is well respected. I mean, I, I well respect Weezer. No doubt about that. Weezer is one of those bands where I really hate when I talk about Weezer because like their old albums just really are better. That's the truth. Panic at the Disco and Fall Out. Nah, I disagree with that to some extent i love save rock and roll loved it save rock and roll was full of bangers you so know, that was, was death one of, of the bachelor so was death of bachelor just saying anyway you know what movie didn't have a good soundtrack didn't I'm hold sure up it did in 2004 yeah that was the one thing i noticed was that, like the soundtrack to mean girls did not hold up they started playing some of the songs i'm like that dates it right there there it is this That's is it. mid 2000 early 2000s like pop right there were songs i was like i don't i don't know if i ever knew this song but i, I think had never heard most of those then. songs i think that was the thing back then was that you didn't pick like ultra mainstream music like you needed something that if you listen to it somebody be like oh you heard of that from mean girls well they were all like they were all trying to be the breakfast club and 10 things i hate about you movies like known for their soundtracks i won't lie to you i people tell me i'm critically wrong for this the song at the end of the breakfast club was the wrong song the don't you forget about me yeah it doesn't fit sure it does no the way he like pumps his fist is so cringy oh i love it oh my gosh it's the worst I love it. It is the worst. It is the second worst part of that whole movie. The other part being when whatever the jock's name is busts a window with his voice. What a great movie. Oh, yeah. I love The Breakfast Club. Great film. Wait, what do you mean? That's a better movie for us to have covered than Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, that's true. Next year for Back to School, we cover The Breakfast Club. We should have done that this week. Dang. You you know what? You live and you learn. You live and you learn. Mean Girls is good, though. Mean Girls is good. It's it's really funny. It is really funny. This is the first movie we watched, I think, for the show where I like 
laughed out loud. A lot. A lot. The whole time. It's still funny. That's what I was saying earlier. Is like, I'm waiting for the time where I watch it, and it's not funny. I will say, it's start, like, it's, it's, uh, it's first act and a half are much funnier than its second act and a half. Yeah. Once Regina gets hit with the bus, I'm kind of done with the movie. Oh, yeah. Then I'm like, you could have just rolled credits right there. And that's how Regina George died. No, not really. She got better. But then, like, Katie doesn't learn her lesson. Katie does learn her lesson. She goes and she distributes the crown to everyone. Right. That happened after Regina got hit by the bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying if it ends right there, then right, she doesn't yeah. learn Right, yeah. If you roll lesson. credits right there, then she doesn't learn her lesson. There's no moral. It's just, like, she got away with being terrible to people. Right. Terrible. I think she, sh- she shouldn't, like, Regina getting hit by the bus obviously sucks, right? Right. But I don't think Katie or Regina should get away with any of this. No, and, like, Regina getting hit by the bus doesn't make Regina a better person. Right, tragedy doesn't make you a good person. Right, like, you still suck. Right, you still wrote the burn book and lied about it and caused, like, a riot in your school. Yeah, yeah, she's just, she's an awful person. Katie gets herself stuck into being an awful person, but isn't, like, she's not inherently evil. No, but I think she does grow into being evil. Like, she has an addiction to evil. Yeah, she was primed for it. I mean, she was gonna just cling to the first people that showed her affection. No, because the first people that showed her affection was um, Damien and... and Right, and and then she thought she was doing right by them by fitting in with Regina, and then she got shanghaied into it. Right. And it wasn't like Janice and Damien are the best role models either. They're also terrible people. Yeah, Janice had cancer, though. What? Yeah, that's why she drops out of school, and then she comes back, and her head's all shaved. Oh, yeah. She had cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, okay, but... Uh, right. Tragedy doesn't what, make what you a good What did we talk person. about last week? <laughs> Having cancer doesn't make you a good person. We just talked about just now, except instead of cancer, it was a bus hitting you. Right. I will say the uh the the foreshadowing and like the very first scene when she steps in front of the school and a bus almost hits her was genius. That was lost on me as a child. It was lost on me until this viewing. Well, yeah, I mean I haven't seen this movie in since the last October third. I watched it. Yeah, it's been a while since yeah, I'd seen when, it as well. Wednesday, but I very October third. Whenever the last one happened, two thousand fourteen. Fourteen teen. Fourteen teen. Twenty seven hyph. Do do hyph. Uh, nope. Two thousand fifteen. When was it? It can't be two thousand fifteen. That doesn't make sense. It wasn't. It wasn't. When was it? 2013? No, it was a Thursday then. It's 2012, maybe? Maybe I didn't watch it. Well, I watched it on some October 3rd. It might not have been the Wednesday, October 3rd. But I remember October I watched 3rd, it. October 3rd. On October 3rd. 2012. I watched it on October 3rd when we lived in Port. Addie Swindler and I watched it together on October 3rd. That was the last time nice. I saw Mean Girls. Shout out, Addie. I was intoxicated, so I don't really remember watching it. So I haven't seen this movie in a while. I can still, you know, I know all the quotes. I know the quippy bits. I know when to say boo you whore. Boo you whore. <laughs> like, it is, it is a very quotable movie. And, you know, it, it has been, it passes the GIF test. It does. They, I feel like this was before GIFs, but they made very careful to make sure that, like, you could see somebody saying the quippy comeback that you could turn it into right. the GIF. And none for Gretchen Wieners, bye. <sighs> That's one of the ones I think overrated quote is the two for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. I mean, it's just one of those things that like Mean Girls has been so accepted into the to the dialect. Right. It's like and people who don't even know what it's from, like people who, who are clearly too young to see the who to have seen the movie and like have the relationship that we do with it are just like, yeah, you go, Glenn Coco. Like youth on social media say that. And I'm just like, <sighs> It's just part of language now. Yeah, you weren't alive. Like, none for Gretchen Wieners by. This is one of those movies you quote without realizing you're quoting, is what I'm getting at. Right. Because you'll say quotes from this movie and be like, wait, what was that? Oh, mean Girls. Mean Girls is where that's from. That was that line I just said. Mean Girls. It's four for you, Glenn Coco. I don't want to get it wrong. You go, Glenn Coco. Glenn Coco's not even like a character. Do you have a favorite character? I mean, not a character. Quote? A favorite quote? Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough one. There's so many, like, there's so many very usable quotes in this movie that you can, like, you could quote in your everyday life. Yeah. Like, I tell people that they can't sit with us all the time. You can't sit with us! All the time. Yes! <laughs> Gretchen Wieners had cracked. And, like, every 
every Ides of March, I think about the, we should totally just stab Caesar. Brutus is just <laughs> as cute as Caesar. Brutus is just as smart as Caesar. Why does one person always get to be the boss? Oh my, we should totally we just, just stab Caesar. Stab Caesar. <laughs> Gretchen Wieners had finally cracked. <laughs> yeah, Gretchen Wieners had cracked. Yeah, I think about that one all the time. I, yeah, I use that one. I use the, I oh got, I don't even know. There's so many good quotes in this movie. Do you have a favorite character? Or do you have a favorite quote? I'll tell you a character that I thought had more screen time than they do is uh, Amanda Seyfried's character, Karen. Karen. She's like barely in the movie. Yeah, but she's got boobs that can protect the weather. Well, yeah, well they I can mean, tell you what the weather is actively. Yeah, mine can too. <laughs> she's got a fifth and, sense, Tyler. Yeah, it's like she's got ESPN or something. Uh, I do think that is one of my favorite lines in the movie when when Karen is just like, she's like, Karen, you're not stupid. And she's like, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm like failing, failing everything. Every... <laughs> <laughs> that girl. She's not going to college. No way. No. Well, she's the heir to the toaster strudel fortune or whatever. That's true. She doesn't need to go to college. Wait, no, I thought I get Gretchen and Regina's character names mixed up. Gretchen Wieners is the the other one. Regina George is the main one. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And then there's Karen Smith? Karen Smith. Karen Smith. And Katie Heron. And Katie Heron. What what is the writer trying to communicate? Is it just that her friend calls her Caddy, even though it's Katie? Is that the only reason she it's spelt C A D Y? Probably. And like that's to show like that she's quirky and she cares about her, but she does her own thing. Well, she is kind of catty as well. Oh, that's true. Like in the definition of the word. Yeah, I mean they are catty. Yeah, caddy means deliberately hurtful in one's remarks. Dang. Also relating to cats. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's our part high of it. school. Our high school had junior plastics, but they were the same plastic senior year. What do you mean? There was like a group of two or three girls that were like. Oh, I don't think he was trying to say they were juniors. I think he just meant like plastic junior, like little plastic, because she said they're freshmen. Uh, she says right after that, she's like, if any freshmen try to get in the way, we know how to deal with them, you, and they get hit by the you bus. Can't say you can't say junior then. I, I and you I had the same thought. We were just watching it. I was like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense i was like Cause... i do want to can i point something out what there are a lot of listeners to this show who are from abroad 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 if you are not familiar with the american high school system school in america starts with kindergarten and then you go from first grade to 12th grade your grade at the end of the year it goes it's fall to spring for most people your grade at the end of the year is the grade plus six so first grade you turn seven second grade you turn eight the easiest way to remember that it's is that you graduate in 12th grade and you graduate when you're 18. The four years of high school for most of America are 8th, 9th, nope, nope. are 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Also called freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year, respectively. Although they're starting to get away from that. What? Yeah, apparently freshman is an offensive term. Uh, I remember when we were freshmen, there was National Kick of Freshman Day, and it was a good time. Yeah, so apparently freshman is an offensive term because it is sexist and it only refers to the men in the group. So they are there are movements all over the place trying to get it changed to first, second, third, fourth year. No, Ethan. When you talk to a group of people in most languages, if you're talking to a mixed group, you use the masculine form of the term. Right, and that is now sexist. That's ridiculous. That's only, just how language works. Only in works. English. Right. Because English doesn't have those rules. Uh, that is not a, that that is not a prescriptive rule of English. That is a colloquial rule of English. I mean, it is that rule, though, because we call freshmen freshmen. I mean, although you wouldn't call a single freshman girl a fresh woman. Right. That would be an uncomfortable thing to say. Hello, fresh woman. But, like, there's no, you know, they don't teach you in, you know, first grade grammar that you call, that you say you guys to a group of mixed company. You can. You can. Uh, yes, you can. It is not a rule. Interesting. So, are like, you hearing what I'm say saying? That, like, are you hearing what I'm saying? If you, I hear what you're saying, but you're telling me that if you take English in ninth grade and you live in Spain, they don't teach you English like, doesn't have English... like hard conjugations like that. Really? Yeah. Because like you, you say I run, you run, we run, they run. Yeah. He, she, but, it like, runs. When you get to vos, 
When you get to Vosotros. Y'all run. And you say, y'all run. You all run. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, no, what there's, about no like... there's no conjugation there. It's not like, it doesn't follow a hard line rule like that. It's the same with all the Germanic languages. The Romance languages are different because they have the, the tense, the, not the tenses, the conjugations. Like, you have the Vosotros form. You have the... Ustedes. The, the Ustedes. You have the, the... I just want... Let me, let me make clear right now. If you ever speak to me in Spanish... I expect you to use the formal usted. <laughs> Listen to. <laughs> Listen up to. So we don't we don't have the and we don't have the the masculine feminine thing either. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. A ship or vessel is feminine. Okay. Again. Colloquialism. That's why you refer to your boat as a she. Right, but it's not like we say there's not a different V for feminine. There's right. not like you call it the chair or the wall, and they're masculine and feminine. Well, you, I mean, you do say that the chair, the wall. You can say the chair, the wall, the chair, the wall. I guess so. I'm learning so much about language. Ethan is a pronounced linguist. I am not an. I am not a certified linguist. But you have a degree in a language. Yeah, that's not. English. I have a minor in linguistics. There you go. I'd call that certified. Do you have a certification? No. Like a like a big plaque that says Ethan Edgel graduated from the school of hard knocks. <laughs> if you want to get me a plaque that says that, I'm not going to be tell upset. You, let me tell you what our university was not. The school of hard knocks? <laughs> the school of hard knocks. Our university was a bastion of higher education and liberal learning. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, so we don't... <laughs> However we got on this topic, freshman, oh, that's how we did. Yeah, freshman is an offensive term in English because we don't have a rule, but we do it anyway. Okay, well, So people want to change I'm it to first, second, third, and fourth years. That is all I was getting at. And there are places where it. they're called first, second, third, and fourth years. Like UVA. I'm in, in high school. Oh, that's stupid. People who refer to their grade level in college, just who cares? Right. More importantly, how old are you and can we go to the bar? Right. Oh, I'm a freshman. <laughs> After that, it doesn't matter because everybody follows their own path. Oh, yeah. That's sort of one of the things. Uh, like our community. We do not talk about movies at all on this show. Anyway, our community college would always be like, you can do this two year program where we'll transfer your credits and then you'll get a four year degree in four years. But you'll only pay for community college prices. Every single person I know that went to that community college with minimal exception was there for not two years, either like one and a half years or like two and a half years or like one semester. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that happens a lot with community college. Yeah, they're they're two year to college program. I don't believe it. Well, because in community college and, and somebody told me this one time as as to why it's so easy to quit community college. This is just they don't care. Like the community, the school doesn't care if you quit. Right. You just they just let you do it. Like, there's no advisor being like, are you sure you want to drop out, dude? Like, <laughs> you know, you're not registered for classes right like there's a semester coming up like the registration for next semester is presumptive with a, a regular college right until you graduate until you graduate and even then you still get the emails i know i still yeah i dropped just ended i don't know if you knew well yeah the because i was signed i was still signed into my email for a good like year after i graduated and oh i still am i'm not because my password expired Minus two. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I would get, I got emails that were like, you haven't registered for classes for the fall semester. I'm like, I graduated. Right, obviously I didn't. <laughs> like, y'all can tell me whatever, but I have a diploma. Yeah, a degree. Yeah. A diploma, get, you got a diploma in high school. I think somebody told me that. No, it is still a diploma. Is it? That's the name of the certificate. Your mom's the certificate. Diploma, I'm pretty sure about that. I was told you got a, a diploma A certificate in high awarded by an educational establishment to show that somebody has successfully completed a course of study. It is the name of the certificate. Okay, okay. I mean, I can. The degree with that. is the course of study. Okay. Diploma versus degree. You reading? Yeah. The degree is not the certificate. The degree is the course of study. So, Mean Girls. The degree is what give the a, the degree is what the diploma certifies. Give me a question for discussion on Mean Girls. Let's let's riff. Let's riff. A little baby. Mean Girls. So, what is? How does this? How does this movie portray high school compared to the rest of the movies we've talked about high school? And do you think this one gets it more or less right than the other high school movies? So I think this definitely takes a different approach in that it's about the 
popular kids. And I think it's told from the perspective, like, I feel like the way it was written was like, this is how an unpopular person thinks that popular people exist. Yeah. It's also a lot more about school than the rest of them. Like, it's about... Well, not more than, like, Dead Poet Society. No, but it shows, like, the actual minutia of school. Like, Katie can't go to the bathroom. Yeah, I thought that was funny. And, like, it shows how she's perceived... She and the plastics are perceived to the rest of the school. Like, in... Uh, in person being a wallflower, like it didn't matter. Nobody cared what the jocks right. thought about him. Like, right. Well, I mean, there was that one jock. Yeah, but like for the most part, it, there was no the relationship didn't matter. Right. With the other cliques. Yeah, it was it was all self contained. It wasn't about like they kept doing the like uh, sort of workplace comedy sort of interviews with the other students, being like Regina George punched me in the face one time. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's been victimized by Regina George, even the faculty. Right. But the principal raises his hand. And is just like ah, that's me. Yeah. Me IRL. Principal is uh, one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he was more involved than i thought he's he's funny because he's just like he's just so like ex-cop over this kind of guy yeah he's like this is so annoying what does he say when he slams the um fire alarm i don't know right okay so he's about to hit the fire alarm with the baseball bat and goes no i did not leave the south side for this i get the idea that the south side oh they're like out suburban chicago they're in evanston illinois yeah and if yeah it's illinois so it's suburban chicago i guess so what's his face goes to northwestern okay where's northwestern chicago i know nothing about chicago there's a giant bean I, i know that like, and a football team that's leading the NFC North. Eh, half a game. I mean, that's a lead is a lead is a lead yeah, is a lead. Okay, is so a it lead. is a it is a yes, it is a suburb, a north suburb of Chicago. The South Side is no Evanston. Oh, I was like, that's a weird name for South Side. <laughs> it's right next to Willamette, where Fallout Boy came from. Look at that. Me, the Fallout Boy, Stan. Yeah, you're making connections. Yeah. Where's Where's that in relation to Barrington? Barrington is that what took place in Barrington? The Academy is. Oh man. Fast Times at Barrington High. Oh, yeah. Barrington God's is, gift to music. Barrington is a little bit farther outside of Chicago, but it is also north side. North, but not on the water. There's no benches in Chicago. I don't know if you knew that. I did. <laughs> Turns out. Um, yeah, so, again, it's hard for me to, to know if this movie got it right, just because our high school was so different from the high schools portrayed in most of these movies. And and that that's what I always think about, though, is it's got to be like this somewhere, or they wouldn't keep making these movies. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, what, what were you doing? Sorry, I got totally spaced. Um, I was just saying, it's, it's, it's hard for me to put myself in the position of these movies because our high school wasn't like this, but it, it always makes me think that it's got to be like this somewhere, or they wouldn't keep making these movies. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And I also think... I I was thinking about it while we were watching this. This definitely happens a generation before we were in high school. Um, And there's some timelessness to it. Same with Breakfast Club. Same with, you know, uh, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. But I think the movie that best captures our high school experience, even just a little displaced, after our time uh, we haven't reviewed yet on this show was 21 jump street the one about the drug dealers yeah i mean like drugs obviously weren't a huge thing at our high school definitely not a huge part for us i don't know if they were a huge part of our high school um if they were they were not happening in front of me but i remember watching that movie and thinking like this is a more accurate portrayal of how sort of the jocks and the nerds and the you know the cool kids and the smart kids and the band kids and everybody sort of interacted at our high school than you know something like this where it was like the sexually active band geeks just don't talk to anyone else right like do i remember i remember very vividly in high school my brother telling me that or my mom telling me that popularity meant having the most friends and that's obviously not possible here because regina george is only friends with two people right but popularity for the group under us meant what it means for the plastics. Right. It was whoever was the if you were, hottest. And if you were that one girl's influence. Facebook friend, you were in. Right. But that was a weird thing. This chick only had like, what was it, like eight Facebook friends at a time? Wait, who is this? 
Oh yeah, she's a couple she years younger than high school. She went to Hidden Valley. Did she go to Hidden Valley? Yeah, thought she went to our high school. No. Oh well, kids from our high school were Facebook friends with her. Yeah, she went. She did Young Life and she did that kind of stuff. And she was one of the. If you were friends, I, I if you were Facebook friends with her at any given point, and it would come and go. Like if you got deleted, you were out. Yeah, like she ran the show, which is weird because her mom like ran for local office. You'd think that there was like a just be friends with everyone. Her mom was a jeweler. Her mom at some point ran for no, local I know office. that, but her mom is also a jeweler. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean. You gotta be doing something. Wild that local, like, she succeeded in running for local office, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she was elected, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Good luck getting that friendship. I believe she's, like, an avant-garde photographer. She has 84 Facebook friends now, so she's kind of slowed her roll a little Yeah, if you were that girl's, I'm not going to leave her name in here, but if you were that girl's Facebook friend, you made it. Yeah, you were, you, you were cool now. Yeah, you were, you were a thing. You were in, you could be out at any time, but you were in. While you were Facebook friends with that girl, even if she went to a different school, you were in. That was the status symbol. And, like, we just didn't have that in our age, in our grade, right. in our level. It's like, yeah, we had clicks, so to speak. We all had our friend groups, but it's like, it wasn't like nobody talked to anybody else. Right. Like, the reason the clicks exist is because of the extracurriculars you do. Like, and this was especially apparent with, you know, the band geek thing, because it was like, I took four different music classes during the day, as well as jazz band before school and marching band after school. So obviously I saw the music kids all day, every day. I didn't have time to be friends with the football players and they didn't have time to be friends right, with they me. Did, they all did three sports and, right. you know, they did... They, they did track and field in the, in the spring and played soccer in the spring. Right. They did indoor track and soccer. Right. And they, did, they didn't have time to be friends with us. It was, it was like, like they, they saw those people all day, every day. But it's like, we went to class and they were perfectly nice. We did projects together. You know, it wasn't like a, oh, oh, shh, don't start. I don't even want to go there. But it wasn't like, oh, crap, I got to work with the with the soccer player on this. What am I going to do? I'm such a band geek. They're not going to they're going to disown me because I'm talking to the first person I thought it was Drew Seymour. But <laughs> Drew also, also a band, band geek. geek. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So it just didn't work like that for us. And. I, you know, we've been saying, we've been harping the same point for five weeks now of like, well, our high school didn't work like this. Yokes, if your high school resembled one of the high school movies we've talked about in the past few weeks, let us know because we're very curious as to where this happens and what it looks like in the real world. Obviously, this is a an exaggerated representation. It always is. It's a movie. They want to make a good movie. Right, right. Like, got a Hollywood it Right. So the, the, this amount of drama does not happen ever. No, if a girl got hit by a bus or there was like a riot because of some bullying thing, it would be national news. Right. Like, nobody writes a burn book and like shows it to the entire school that would be a huge deal but and that person would just straight up be disowned but these problems like, do exist somewhere they have to yeah obviously and i mean and i know that's a big part of this is like girls are way too mean to each other always yes every girl has done it all of you none of you are innocent ye listening yeah. if we learned anything about teenage boys recently it's that we're not nice either but <laughs> right but like nobody is innocent everybody and, and that's the whole thing is when tina fey has all the girls raise their hand and they're just like if you've been bullied and then if you've bullied somebody else like everybody said a thing maybe not bullied but if, if you've said a thing behind your somebody's back and you've had a thing said behind your back yeah. everyone does it it is a it's part of the human condition and i'm not saying that that's a good thing or that we should be proud of that i'm just saying that it is a thing that happens everywhere and if we can work to not do that we're just all gonna be happier and that's like a huge part of growing up because like yeah in, in, that's, at my age that's like a big stage right, in my age like if i don't like somebody i just don't talk to him. Yeah, but the world for us is so much bigger than it is for high schoolers. Well, like, because we're not forced into the same building every right, day. with, you know, 200 people right. every day, or, you know, however many people. Yeah, with these, these hundreds of kids, you see all, all these kids in your class, and, like, yeah, if and if you didn't like them, you were still forced to deal with them, and it's like, if, and longer than they're not your co-workers, like, if there's somebody you don't want to talk to, you just don't talk to them. Right, yeah, it's like, especially with the co-workers thing, it's like, I've noticed as a professional that, that if there's somebody I don't get along with at work, I typically just don't talk to them. Like, you know, I'll just find time to be friends with someone else. The plastics didn't do anything. I think that's what gets me more than anything. No, they sat around their asses at Regina's house being mean to people. Right. Like, all the other ones had 
an extracurricular to identify with. Right. But the plastics, they just exist. Well, that's the whole point. Their extracurricular is being awful. Is being They them. blow everything off just to sit around between the four of them and complain. Yes. Because, and I remember, I do remember this about being young, is doing anything caring about anything spending time on anything oh it made you a, a, a try hard and a jackass and not cool. and not cool not cool i remember i we we did run into this problem a little bit in college when we got into the greek life and there was a short time where if something wasn't like traditionally frat it was not interesting to me yeah well i mean we all get and our hobbies was... and our hobbies become obsessions and they fade yeah that's how a thing happens right i'll tell you the way my brain processes things is i assume everyone goes like i'm very bad about projecting my my feelings on other people i do the same so i'll i'll assume that like like say temporarily you're really into fishing shirts like it's all you can find it's all you care about I assume everybody I talk to is at some part of their journey with their interest in fishing shirts. So they either haven't discovered it yet, are in the same place I am, or have already been through this phase in life. Somebody is on their journey of acceptance of fishing shirts, whether they actually are or not. Right. And they either are like, what I never realize is that like, not only has this not happened yet to this person, this is never going to happen to this person. Like they're just not going to care about this the way that you did. And they are interested in things. And I, I also assume everybody goes through the same progression. And this is like my immediate assumption. It's definitely wrong. But I assume that like, you know, they went from craft beer to fishing shirts to whatever the next thing is the same way that I did. So it's like, if they're sitting to me talking about craft beer, I'm like, oh, that's great. You're into craft beer. You just wait about another month of your life. You're going to discover the most amazing Oxford shirts ever. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I assume everybody's going through the same phases in the same order, but they're at not. different a Everybody speeds. has their own different interests their own path, and hobbies their own interests and... and path now i do run into people occasionally that do not have hobbies that would stress me out it does stress me out especially because like i have i have friends who like they don't do anything like i legitimately don't know what they do or not friends maybe friends acquaintances people have known in the past that they, they don't do anything they they do their job or they do their school and they come home and they just exist they scroll through their phone whatever and go to sleep and they're the same kind of people that are like wow you play video games what a waste of time right everything's a waste of time like yeah at least i'm doing something dude like like, I have a hobby. I don't know if video games is what I'd call a hobby. It's like I like to play video games sometimes. I like to stream. Ethan likes to stream Stardew Valley. He's very good at it. Am I? Yes. Ethan's stream of Stardew Valley was very good. And if you like to watch people play Stardew Valley, be sure to follow Bacon and Eggs on Twitter or on Twitch. You can go straight to follow us on Twitch and you'll get notifications every time we go live. Ethan plays Stardew Valley and I play Sims. And we might mix some other things in. But if you didn't know that's what we do, I just want to let you know right now. We do that sometimes. We do do that sometimes. I had a lot of fun doing it. I just didn't think I was good at playing the farming game. I felt like I was doing it wrong constantly. Well, you had people watching you who had already played the game and you'd never played it before. That's so, true. They did help me no find surprise. an axe. I thought you just started with the axe. No, I had to find somebody else's axe. I think oh. you missed that part. Yeah, I might have. But I had to find somebody else's axe and one of the guys was just like, it's down there. While Pepper was like, now read your hints and trying to like guide me through it, which I much would have preferred. And the dude was just like, it's at the bottom corner. Trying to learn here. Trying to learn. Trying to learn. Trying to, got to do more. Got to be more. It all comes back to Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah. Oh, Captain, my captain. Anyway, Mean Girls. You know what we got to do, Tyler? What? We gotta pass some hash browns. We do. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Mine was super easy for you. I'm certain you must have enjoyed I it. I didn't do it. What? I legitimately did not do it. It was five I minutes, know. Ethan. I know. And my plan was to come home, do it, after, because we just watched the movie. Plan was to come home, do it, so that I, it was like fresh in my mind before we recorded. Mm -hmm. And then I got home and I was locked out of my house. So you couldn't do it while you were locked out? I just forgot about it because I was locked out of my house and stressed about that. I'm like, we gotta get this episode done. Tyler's got stuff to do tonight. You know, we gotta do it during the daytime. Gotta get the episode done. Gotta get the episode done. And so while I was like climbing in my bedroom window that I 
I jimmied open with a screwdriver. You climbed in your bedroom I window? I did. Why didn't you just come here? Because I didn't want to do the thing with the same microphone. And all right, all right. It just sounds bad, man. No, I agree. And that, and I was like, it was, I was, uh, by the time you texted me, I had already like figured out what I was going to do, but I just forgot to do the video. <laughs> so you get to assign me a punishment and I will add it on to next week's hash browns. Okay. Well, and I think I already think know punishment. what your hash brown for me is going to be. Really? Yeah. You're not going to do the thing it? we talked about? What are we talking about? Oh, turtles? Yeah. I will do that. That'll be fun. So your punishment, okay, I had to do a lip sync. You have to do a lip okay. sync of Act My Age. Okay. <laughs> by next week for the Facebook group. Ladies and gentlemen, free Facebook group. We hang out there. We chat. Please, if you're in the Facebook group, don't hesitate to post things. Ask questions. Do whatever you want. We want to interact. We want to hang out. It's a good time. Um, Ethan's going to be posting his Act My Age lip sync. Lip sync. Oh, no, I had to sing it. I mean, I can sing it. What, I'll leave that up to you. You sang it along with the... Yeah, I want. Uh, yeah, I I thought you were going to get mad at me for that, but I was also like, you know what? I'm just going to go well and, and have fun. So oh, I absolutely was not going to get mad at you but for that. If I had more time, I was going to make you like a karaoke track for it. Nice. Because it would have been really easy to just add the couple instruments onto the Ooga Chaka. Yeah, I'm sure the karaoke's out there. You probably just Google it. Uh, yeah, you got to do an Act My Age karaoke. And I did listen to about an hour of the Elon Musk interview. Yeah. Enough that I got, you the, got the why is this the way that it is. Yeah. Or like, what's the interesting thing about this? Because I don't think what you're listening for is like any news or breakthroughs from SpaceX or Tesla. No, you're looking for an insight as as to the way that Elon Musk thinks about things. Right. And it was fascinating. And it was also sort of eye-opening. Elon Musk is is very similar to my wife in many ways. And and I'll, I'll say that because like Emily thinks in such a way, this is why she's such a good salesperson. And she's also a very caring salesperson. If she ever comes to you to buy anything, she's a wonderful person to buy things from. Uh, but she's such a good like networker and salesperson because Elon Musk thinks of things in the same way she does where it's like, if you came to me and said, you need to write a Grammy winning song, I would be like, I don't think that's possible. Like, I don't know what steps I could possibly take. I would need to go to school and study music for 20 years. And then I would need Pharrell to feature on a track and then I would need to be in the right place at the right time. And the way, like, and I would look at these as all obstacles and Emily would look at it and she would be like, all right, so I need to practice piano for 20 years and then I need to get in touch with Pharrell's manager, get him on a track. And then I need to uh, be in the right place at the right time. So I've got to show up to as many events as possible so that I'm noticed by the right people at the right events at the right time. And it's, it's just like, she looks at all the obstacles as opportunities as opposed to obstacles the way that sometimes my brain functions. Yeah, like, Joe kept trying to be like, Elon, how do you have time to do all this stuff? And he goes, I just do it. Like, right, I like, don't think it, you guys, you, you guys think that I'm, like, in the workshop hammering nails into Teslas. Like, Right, and he's not. He's like... He's the idea man. I, right. They're, basically, I think what happens is he's got a guy, or he's got a team, basically, not just one guy. He's got an entire team of people that fully believe in him. Right, he's got a group chat where he's and just like, here's got, an idea, and they make it happen. Right, and he's he's part of that process, but it's like, you know, you want to... You want to dig a tunnel in Los Angeles? Why Los Angeles? It's where I live. It'd be very convenient to have a tunnel. Yeah, we started okay. with a hole. Right. Well, how do you start that? Well, you need a hole to build the tunnel, so... We got a permit to dig a hole. <laughs> right. He's like, worry about it step at a time. Right. And, and, that's, and, and that's, that's exactly why he keeps getting things done is because most people are like, well, you can't dig a tunnel in Los Angeles. <laughs> and they hang it up. Why not? And they just hang it up and leave. Like, right. So I did think that was fascinating. And I also thought it was fascinating that he doesn't get that he's Elon Musk. I think he does. I think he's playing it off like, I think it's all partially an act. Because I think I've been in that same situation before where I've been like, oh, what do you... I think he sort of enjoys the attention and sort of enjoys the like... I think he's trying to play it off so that people are like quasi-inspirationally where he's like, I'm not, you know, there's nothing special about me. I'm just, I'm Elon Musk. I have power and resources and I use them. Yeah. And you have 
power and resources as well. You may have less, you may have more, but whatever, you know, you want to sell flamethrowers, sell flamethrowers. And if, you know, the way to send them overseas is to write on the box, this is not a flamethrower, then write that on the box. Like, like what, what's the problem here? <laughs> yeah. He just does things. He doesn't ask for permission. Right. He just does things. And, and I also hate Joe Rogan. Really? By the way. I don't think I've ever hated a human being really? more than I hate Joe Rogan. Interesting. Holy crap. Ta- that guy speak on that. sucks. That guy Why? sucks. That guy is, is actually something that also frustrates me with, uh, early Marvel comics. That guy is walking clickbait. What do you mean? Like he's, he's just, everything he says is like so out of this world and outlandish to make the sale. And it's so calculated to build value so that you buy whatever he's selling. I can see that. That being said, bacon and eggs merchandise in the link below. Um, it's very good stuff. Very proud of what what we've put together fair enough i'm trying to figure out a, a hash brown well i to pass I'll tell you what you. Ethan, you you need i was talking to you you wrote the review on our blog which is uh live for patrons right now it'll go live for everybody on monday on patreon.com slash bacon and egg you wrote a review of an absolutely remarkable thing and you and i were talking about it and you revealed to me that you have tried multiple times to read turtles all the way down unsuccessfully i have that is correct i will say I understand why it's hard to read. It took me about three tries to make it all the way through. It's obviously not hard in the same way that like the Bible's hard to read. No, um, I'm just having trouble getting into it. I don't, I'm not drawn into the character. Right, right. It's very hard to love Aza. It's very hard to love Davis Russell or whatever he calls himself. Uh, but I will say the the final act of that book is like one of the most important pieces of literature to me that I've ever read. And you need to finish it. And uh, so that's going to be your hash browns. I will give you two weeks to do okay. this, though. Now, if you finish it next week, I can give you another. I thing. might. I mean, but yeah, if I, I if I really if I'm weeks. sure if I get halfway through, I'll just finish it. But right. Fair enough. Yeah, I can do that. I can certainly do that. Oh, God. I don't know. man. I don't know what to give you because I feel like I keep giving you TV shows to watch and they're just not clicking. Did you only give me one show? Oh, no, you give me yeah. Westworld. I would continue to watch Westworld. I just, I don't have time for TV is the problem. I mean, I do. Like, I don't do anything. I don't have a job, but <laughs> I, even though we do this and like media review is like our, our whole brand, I feel like TV is a waste of time. Okay. So I want to get you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Okay. So can I give you a hash brown that you're going to have to do over the weekend? Maybe. What is it? I want you, because I really want to see your review of this and see how you would do it. I want you to listen to the new 21 Pilots album. I can do that. I know that 21 Pilots, there's a lot of stands for them. It comes out and I'm... It comes out Friday. Okay. And my plan for Monday's review is to do a music review for the first time. So I want to see how you'd handle that. Have I not done a music review? No. Oh, because the first one, or the second one. Yeah, I just want I want to hear your take on, on Trench, which is not some... And, th- and that's the thing is like, I, I don't know anything about it because I haven't heard it either. It doesn't come out till Friday. Well, that's fine. I mean, I've actually considered having you review things that i haven't seen either so i'm gonna go ahead and give you that so it shouldn't take it it can't be more than 45 minutes long it can't be i mean it, it it's not allowed. can be but it's only nine songs that'd be a lot of time yeah i mean it's not friggin' dream theater or pink floyd it is i don't know how long it is hang on it is 56 minutes it is also 14 songs turns out okay so you lied to i me. did it was originally nine songs I just tacked five on today. I guess so. Anyway, you can listen to you can listen to four of them now if you really want to. No, I want to listen to it as a whole I'm just collective. Four of them out. Uh, but yeah, listen to the new Twenty One Pilots record called Trench, and then uh, and then review it next Wednesday. Sounds like fun. Cool. All right, back to Mean Girls for a few minutes. Yeah. We've t- we've actually talked a lot about the movie. Have we? Yeah. Oh, I mean, us. we 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 got into a good conversations about the movie. We actually talked 
like about the movie. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, my back hurts. All right. What else? What else about Mean Girls? What? What really? What are your favorite parts? What are your least favorite parts? What do you love? What do you hate? I actually do have a least favorite moment in the movie. Uh, drives me crazy that they even included it. There is a scene towards the end where Aaron Samuels, who uh, is the sort of you know love triangle love interest, uh, is like mad at Katie in math class, and she like does really well on a test. And he calls her a nerd or something. But the fact that he calls her a nerd made me so frustrated because it's like, that is, to me, the biggest indication that this was towards the end of the era where it was not okay to be smart in school. Right. The like, era that ended with 21 Jump Street. Right. Where all of a sudden it was like, the cool kids are really freaking smart because it turns out if you're doing the same thing all day, every day, like if you were to approach this from any other angle, it would be like, this is the extracurricular to being a teenager is to go to school all day. So why wouldn't we praise the people who are the best at going to school all day? Right. And then you got the kid in Spider-Man who tries his best to undo it. What do you mean? The one, the, the kid in Spider-Man Homecoming who calls him Penis Parker. Oh, Flash? Yeah. Yeah. The guy who's smart, but is also just a huge dick. Yes. But anyway, yeah. Those people exist. Yeah, they do. But yeah, so I agree with you. This, it is a little cringe that he does that. The welcome back nerd. Right. To me, that was just like, Aaron Samuels, you, you know, care about your friends and your family and your mom, and you care about all of these good things. You seem like a pretty one-dimensional, but pretty nice guy throughout the whole movie. And now you've got to come down on kids because they're smart yeah you're in calculus too man yeah he sucks for sure and it's not like like aaron sucks the whole time like he never ends up getting redeemed he doesn't suck the whole yeah, time he does. What, is, what else does he do that sucks? he knows katie's into him and she and instead he's just like Yo, i'm gonna go keep making out with regina i mean here's the thing he goes to northwestern do you know what the minimum or the average gpa for a northwestern student is for, i know out it's of a high good school? school you gotta be smart it's a 4.1 i believe it that's like Better than straight A's, Aaron Samuel. Yeah. That's straight A's. Well, probably not in 2004. Dual and gov. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't know how APs worked back in 2004, but. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I have this information available. I'm looking, though. They only take 2,000 students? No. 4,000? No. 10,000 students? They only take 2,004 per year? I mean, 10,000 per year? Uh, maybe. They, no, they take... <laughs> total. They take about 2,000. That's what it is. First time freshman 2000, in 2004. That's university admission. Yeah, I don't, and I don't have that information available either. I've got this very detailed PDF file. Of, like, the freshman admittance rates? Yeah. I've got that one as well. It's got trend lines and everything. Yield rates. Anyway. Um. So, yeah, Aaron is kind of a jerk in that, that situation. My least favorite part of these, this movie is I, any of the scenes where they're acting like animals. You don't like no, that? No, I don't. It's really cringy, and the Africa thing doesn't matter. Yeah, like, I she think could all that just matters be that she was homeschooled. Yes. I think the Africa thing, all it gives her is is those comparisons. Yeah, and it's a backstory for her being oblivious about everything and like not knowing pop culture at all. Right. Which, like, cool. Like, you're not an app. Like, she didn't have to be, like, Bindi Irwin and being like, well, right. this is how we solve it in the animal kingdom. Bindi Irwin would be the nicest high schooler. Right, but, like, even... That girl would go to school and be friends with Eva. Right, like, and I guess she was homeschooled in Africa, but, like, she just wouldn't be that that stuck into, like, people of, like, animals. Yeah. Also, this movie no. uses the word retarded a lot. It does. You can't use that now. Yeah, that's one of those things, like, over time that, that has made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I, I've learned to I probably would have said the same thing in 2004, but, yeah. That was one of those things where like it was a very simple question it was in high school somebody or in college somebody was like we're campaigning to end the r word and i was like okay all right i can get behind that yep sounds good and then immediately immediately it was like if you started you saying retarded it was like you're behind the times man that's offensive yeah now. congratulations we hate you right you're a bad person for saying that i'm trying to figure this out it looks like they did not disclose the gpa information but about <laughs> we're still in northwestern of students yeah 86 percent of students hold on let me get the exact number 2004 
odds are in his favor that, uh, oh gosh, I really scrolled through this. Odds are in his favor that he got between a 1400 and 1600 on the SAT combined verbal. That's a lot. Yeah. That's high. So Aaron Samuels, smart. Took calc, smart. Probably pretty smart. Yeah. Well, clearly he's like able to tutor her in math for the most part. I mean, guaranteed. And the, the SAT has a lot of geometry and algebra one on it. It's meant to trip up seniors who are so far advanced. Yeah. Make sure that they've retained the information. Uh, only 6% of applicants in 2000 for the 2004-2005 freshman class got between a 500 and a 599. Everybody else did a 600 or better on the math score. A 600 on the math score is pretty good. Yeah. I think I got like a 660 and that was like a big deal. I don't remember the exact scores. But what? I don't know. What are you looking at me like that for? I got nothing. He just like, ladies and gentlemen who aren't listening, <laughs> Tyler just like stopped talking and was just like, started getting this smile on his face. There's also in his favor chance that he got better than a 30 on the ACT for math. He probably didn't take the ACT. The ACT is a waste of time. Well, not if you want to go to school in the Midwest or the, the West. Really? Is that what they care about out yeah. there? Yeah. It's like a regional thing. Huh. I did really well on the ACT. Did you? Yeah. You went to school about as east as you could possibly That's go. That's accurate. I mean, I took both of them because... <laughs> Your school was on were... the Atlantic Ocean. Because <laughs> it was like free or whatever for me to take the ACT. Our guidance department Nice glasses there, Ethan. Thanks, man. I know how much you love them. I think they're the worst. You look like Juju Smith-Schuster. I guess. Ugh. I think you think that because of your unhealthy obsession with that guy. I liked him for a long time. I did unfollow him on like all social media. I was like, Juju, you need to chill. Juju want to beat, right? That was the song? He's he one of those people about that him. does the Fortnite dances IRL. I can't handle people that do the Fortnite dances IRL. I mean... That's the only reason I care about the Fortnite dances because I don't play Fortnite. I have Fortnite. It's on my PlayStation. It updates every day. <laughs> I open it and it's yeah, like there's always... Fortnite updated. I'm like, off. You should play. I'm going to stream Fortnite with the bakey. I'm excited. You are? Yeah. When is that? I don't know. She asked me if I wanted to. I was like, yes, anytime. I'm jealous. Yeah, you should be. Wow. Well, yeah, I don't want to brag, but. That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to, don't. Uh... Uh, let's see. So, bacon and eggs. A whole year of bacon A whole year of bacon and eggs. I think I do want to talk More a little a bit year. about the end of year stuff. Okay. Uh, so let's, we can take a little bit longer with our closing ceremonies today. Okay. Is there any final thoughts on Mean Girls? I love this movie. Out? It's hysterical every time I watch it, you know. It can't so be underrated. Good. It's so can't be funny. underestimated. You want to go ahead and wrap up then and do the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me get the, so, let me get the big board. The last... Last update we're so, going to make to this list. This is exciting. I'm excited for a new big board. I'm excited for a new number one starting next week. Yeah, the new big board. Nax, uh, Kapam, and Eggs is what I just typed in. Oh, we have so many posts than we used to. I know. This is I our like first it. post. Okay, got the big board here. Well, first of all, villain ranking. Regina George sucks. She is well written, though. I'll she give is. Her that no, she's a great villain, but she's a terrible human being. You yeah. know, she's no Darth Vader. She's no Sheev Palpatine. No, she's no iceberg. Galaxy. She's not the iceberg. <laughs> no, but I'll give her like a seven. I out give of it. 10. Yeah, I can, I can get behind that. All right, big board. Where do we put this? I guess we'll. St- <laughs> Let's find some teen movies. I know. Here's my thing about the big board is every time I go to it, there's a comment from our patron, Bay, and she just says, as long as Thor Ragnarok is the top Marvel movie, I'm happy. And it just breaks my heart because Thor Ragnarok is not the top top Marvel movie. I don't know. I think Infinity War is probably where it belongs. As number four ever? No, absolutely not. I maintain that. My stock keeps Mm, dropping. mm, Continues to drop. I'm sitting here like, was Jaws really that good? Jaws was better than Infinity War. So was Empire. So was Baby Driver. So probably was Monty was Python. This, was this better than Spider-Man Homecoming? This? No. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Maybe. Whoa. I don't know. I really like was Spider-Man better Homecoming. Than Where is Guardians Spider-Man of the Homecoming? Galaxy. 18. God, that's low. <laughs> well, if you look at what's above it. It, just, it feels so low. It's such a good movie. I know. We reviewed a lot of good movies. No, because this, this is not better than Pirates. Okay. In my opinion. 
um, Scott Pilgrim. I think this might be better than Scott Pilgrim. It's funnier. It just, Scott Pilgrim just keeps going on and on and on. Yeah. I don't think this is better than Civil War, though. I do think it's better than Black Panther. You but do? I'm not moving Black Panther again. <laughs> I'm surprised by that. I, I'm just, I don't know. Black Panther hasn't aged well for me. T'Challa is such a bad character. He is a bad character. But Killmonger is a really good character. Yeah, but it's not, a, it's the name of the movie is not Killmonger. Okay. So do you want to put it between Scott or between Civil War and Scott Pilgrim? Yes. I feel comfortable okay. with that. Okay. So between, there, there you have it, folks. The list. There it is. It is not completely finalized. I will say yeah, we're gonna we are going to re- we're going to revisit the list on a special Sunday brunch coming out this Sunday. Might be longer than an average episode because we're going to do some Q&A, which you can join the Facebook group and ask any questions you want. There's a post in there uh, asking for questions. We're going to do a Q&A about our first year. We're going to um, look at the list, make sure it's exactly where it is. We're going to do some like sort of top five type things. You know, what, what are some things that surprised you? What are some things that didn't surprise you? Uh, and really just, you know, talk about the whole year. We're also going to see what we can do to get the breakfast food from every film onto some sort of menu type option, like a like a restaurant menu or something like that. And we are going to sell that signed or not signed, whatever you prefer. I don't care. It's not my job. I mean, it is my job, but you know. Wait, we're making a menu now? Well, I, well, we're doing something that has all of the movies with their food, right? At least all the movies. Yes. A bare minimum, a white poster that has this be list white. in order. <laughs> it does not have uh, to be white. We can make, we can use the, the tip, the, the, the the logos the big yeah yeah but there will be there will be something that has all of the movies on that you can buy yes. for year one for year one uh for poster when that will be available uh, we don't know soon yeah we'll figure it out yeah um it was a lot of fun to do we uh, there's also some announcements going into our next fiscal year that you know the 2019 of bacon and eggs um we've got some really exciting projects coming up we're doing a crossover episode for justice league and wonder woman the wonder woman half will be on our show justice league will be on their show and that is with uh oh crap. extremely What's geeked out What's the name of it extremely geeked out yep. yes so be sure to be looking out for that. We are also doing three episodes with Seamus in November. Uh, we're going to be covering Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 with Seamus Gorman uh, for the first three weeks of November. And then on Thanksgiving, we'll be covering uh You'll Harry be covering Potter. Fantastic Beasts 2. I'll be covering Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald with Jonathan Carlin, who is my brother. I will be eating Chinese food in South Carolina. I mean, I will be eating American food in Virginia. And, at my house, actually. Me here. and my 10 best friends. Ouch. Or is that the name of the band? No, it's not, but... I mean, I'm going to spend a month on the road with them. I mean, they're going to love them all or hate them all. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you can spend a month on the road with anyone and at the end of it be like, be completely satisfied with how that happened. Yeah, no, of course not. With with 10 other people or maybe possibly 11, possibly 12. I don't know how many people are in that band slash if they bring somebody else. But uh, I think there's five of them and they'll probably bring a, a merch person. But um, yeah, then then one of those people is going to get on my nerves. Right. Is there any comments you have to make, Ethan? Or is there anything I left out? No, it's been a fun year. Oh, oh, just as we were recording this, I was featured on an episode of a podcast oh is it out uh you, it is out it was just while we were recording i was mentioned uh, i think our twitter was at it maybe we were at it so uh i was on an episode of the creepy critters a cryptids podcast we talked about the hopkinsville hopkinsville goblins uh which is the goblins that the pokemon sableye was based on uh, we didn't talk about that at all but that gives you an idea of what the character is and it's a it's an interesting cryptid podcast. There's a guy named Jesse, very nice, and we talked about some some fun and interesting stuff. A little uh, a little out of my comfort zone, but it was it was a good time. There you go, there you go. So go listen to that. I'm about to go listen to that, and it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a jolly it's be old time, a gay old time, a yabba dabba do yeah. time. Did you enjoy our first year of doing this? Ethan? I did. Do you want to do it next year?
Yeah, Tyler, I really enjoyed it. I've, I've had a lot of fun doing it with you every single week for a year now. It's crazy. We've released like, if you include Sunday brunches and the and the launch episodes, we've released like 60 something episodes. I know. It's been very exciting. God, that's so many. We've sat in front of these microphones, talked about life, talked about everything, and sometimes movies. Yeah, and sometimes movies. I think that's, you know, a movie lover's podcast, sometimes about movies, is <laughs> yes, let's really make the, the name, name of the show. longer. <laughs> Big Eggs, a movie it's... lover's podcast that sometimes talks about movies, but mostly talks about whatever we want. No, because if you go back and listen to the earlier episodes, we spent the full two hours talking about Iron Man. Yeah, we did. We, we I was afraid to talk about anything. And now else. we've gotten better. We have. Should I go back and and remix our first episode just no. for just for shiggles? No. Okay, George Lucas, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Do, do a do a remaster. We could. What we should do is we should script out the first episode and re-record, <laughs> re-record it. it. <laughs> Just get a transcript and... Right, and then just re-record the whole thing. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be... I wonder if we get like, the same errs and pauses and uncomfortable. No, it sounds super different. Yeah. But this was fun. What else did we say at the end of the show? What haven't we done? So, Ethan, we got to do a breakfast food for this movie. Almost forgot it, as we, as always, we always do. do. It would have been really but, embarrassing to miss it on the last week. I know, I know. But I think this one comes to me very obviously. This is definitely a toaster strudel perfect and i'll tell you why i'll tell you why it's tough to get it right but when you get it right it's right okay it's timeless it's also it's timeless it's going to be in the back of your freezer for the rest of time y'all still have that by the way that mcdonald's hamburger did you you have mcdonald's hamburger in your basement fridge for like no that was that was maddie what yeah her parents had a mcdonald's burger in their garage not in the freezer literally just sitting in their garage for like 10 years it looked it looked no different no this was maddie yeah, that's yeah. a name I've not heard in a long time. I'm I she might be gone. I don't know. Um, she's not. I, I looked her up the other day. But yeah, so that's that's this movie. It's completely timeless. Also, if you're looking to get retweeted, just tweet a picture of Mean Girls in the back of a freezer to us, and we'll we'll be sure to retweet that at Bacon and Eggs twenty three. Shout out Twitter. Anyway, so Bacon and Eggs, a movie lovers podcast. Happy birthday, Bacon and Eggs. So fun. So fun. Glad to have been able to do this with you. It's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed doing this. You know, I hope we can continue to make the show for a long time. Me too. Me too. So donate on Patreon. So, you know, if, yeah, if you want us to continue to be able to make this show, go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and check out some of the great reward tiers we got set up over there. So you, if you love the show, you can support the show. Patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. For a dollar a month, we'll write a letter to you. Ethan and I will sit down and write it out and sign it. And I'll wish you a happy, have a great summer. And uh, it'll be usually they're like movie quotes or something that we put on there but sometimes we'll like do recipes or drop pictures or also it could be all kinds of things yeah there's not you know it's not a there's no there's no prescription to this but we do make them all unique they're all different they are all different because we love our patrons we do so go become patrons. one right now for just a dollar a month or more if you can afford it yeah and you have three dollars team bacon team eggs we'll shout you out on the show Five mostly dollars. team bacon mostly i mean currently nope. mostly team nope bacon. nope Mostly team eggs. Currently, it's mostly team bacon. Is it? So if you want, I don't know. Isn't that what you just told me the other day? No, we were tied. But I forgot which one I was for a minute. I was supposed to shout out team eggs. Yeah. So we're tied right now. Sway the tide. You know, it's just three bucks. I mean, honestly, honestly, I was talking to somebody the other day. They said they went and saw a show, but they couldn't afford to be in Discord. Show costs like 30 bucks. That's like six months of Discord with bacon and eggs, which is only $5 a month. I mean, what's like, honestly, if you, if this show provides value for you, if you, if it makes you laugh, if you enjoy it, if you feel like it's worth your time, uh, it really, really helps us out. If you can, if you can consider, uh, donating on Patreon, you get early content, you get awesome reward tiers. And if you want to donate on Patreon and you're interested in a different reward tier that's not listed, you can just send us a message and we can definitely negotiate. I mean, I'm not going to give you a $50 reward for a dollar a month. That's just bad business. 
but we can definitely discuss it. Need a burrito, man. We did a whole year. We did a whole year. A whole year of bacon and eggs. We will have more about this in our Sunday brunch coming out on Sunday. Um, but until then, you can find everything we do, everything we have. There's new merch down below in the doobly-doo, in the towel section, in the pants section, in my pants, in the description box, whatever you want to call it. Everything, all the links are there. Go look at them. Check things out. You got merch. We've got Amazon affiliates. We got all kinds of stuff. Super duper fun. Also, our, our link for our links for our designer and our musician are down there as well. So yeah, do go check everything out, man. It's, it's good times. Yeah. Anything else we need to say? I don't think so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, until nope. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bacon and Eggs. I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's um, been Tyler Carlin. And until next year, Arrivederci. And four for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. Check your level real quick. You sound a little, a little, uh, a little low. Pecky. All right, I'll, I'll turn it right on up. All right, sound better? A little bit. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, you, okay. you can be an astronaut if you want. I don't care. Okay, okay. Anyway, anyway.